Compassion, uh, a dialogue from Robert Aitken's Zen master, Raven. Moles spoke up after a long silence one evening and asked, what's compassion? Raven said, that's an inside story. Mole asked, inside what? Raven said, stars on your fur. Please sit comfortably. I want to dedicate this talk to Robert Aiken Roshi. Uh, without him, there would have been no session. This session would not have been, and we would not be sitting here tonight. Inside Master Raven, which I unreservedly recommend to everybody if you don't have it and haven't read it. It's a wonderful book of saying uh, of uh, dialogues between the animals in the forest, uh, conveying the Dharma um, in a very, very unique uh, way. Nothing like this in the whole corpus of uh, the Zen tradition. So in Zen Master Raven, uh, Eken Roshi offers us the perennial wisdom of the way through the animal characters that he created. The dialogues are pithy, uh, often light-hearted, and at times moving. Through them, uh, Eken Roshi uh, presented his insights from a lifetime of study and teaching of the way. And he does this uh, through the beaks and muzzles of the creatures of the forest. In doing this, he creates a kind of discourse record with a difference. And uh, the discourse records of Zen masters, um, look, they're held in the greatest reverence, but they show every sign of being cobbled together and uh, polished for the particular often for the uh, ambitions, I guess, of the people who created them. Uh, the, the sense, there's a strong sense that they're, they're very selective. Um, they're often done hundreds of years after the master died. So in Glenn's um, Taisho last night, it comes from the record of Dongshan, but that record was written 800 years after the death of Dongshan. Um, we learn little to nothing of the master's lives, uh, their joys, virtues, uh, peccadilloes, uh, almost none of this emerges at all in the records. Um, yet they are treasured and revered. They form the foundation of Kaan study and virtually all of the Kaans come from one or another of the records. So, Ekin Roshi would have never have written his own record. That would have been for him hubris on a very big scale. However, to convey his teaching, the quintessential responses he had made or wished he had made there's lots of l'esprit de scalier in Zen. You know, what you would have said <laughs> in Doxan, you know? 
which occurs to you for the teacher and for the student when you step outside. Ah! <laughs> so some of these are, are, are actual dialogues, I'm sure, with his students, and other ones are dialogues which he may have wished that he'd had. Um, So these responses were to students' questions over decades of teaching. And he does this record by means of exchanges between the creatures of the forest and their teacher, Zen Master Raven. This was Akinroshi's ingenious and characteristically modest way to present his dharma. Although the dialogues in Zen Master Raven have a familiar and homely uh, feel, a little bit like Aesop's fables, um, a little bit like the Br'er Rabbit stories at times, um, they are quite subtle, uh, quite corner of the mouth in style, and sometimes remind me a little bit of Dong Shan in, in style. At the same time, Zen Master Raven um, is a merry lark. It's an improvisation by the old master in retirement, uh, enjoying himself uh, in these stories. Ekin Roshi wrote that Khans are the folk stories of Zen, and on at least one occasion he referred to Zen Master Raven as a book of Khans, taking him at his word I have some chosen a little case uh, from here. This uh, dialogue is between Zen Master Raven uh, swooping down from the assembly oak with his eyes ablaze and mole fresh out of his burrow the dark earth caked on his paws. So the two meet. The following dialogue ensued. Mole spoke after a long silence and asked, What's compassion? Raven said, That's an inside story. Mole asked, Inside what? Raven said, Stars on your fur. Mole is very concerned with the suffering of others. He's thoughtful empathic and respectful as he emerges in the... because he comes a number of times in Zen Master Raven. Several of his questions arise from long silence uh, as befits a mole, um, as when he asks his teacher what is compassion. Uh, mole may have hoped that Raven would give him an explanation of compassion along the lines of suffering with others, together with a strong urge to help them. Okay. The dictionary definition uh, really does not convey much of the feeling of compassion, even if the definition is okay in the context. You know, even to say the word compassion uh, softens the heart and the body. Uh, like saying intimacy there's a distinct change that we feel. But saying compassion doesn't make you compassionate. 
Uh, nor does feeling compassionate make us compassionate necessarily. In the post-romantic West, we place a very high value on feeling and sincerity uh, around compassion. But mostly compassion is doing what needs to be done, with or without the warm glow. Helping your neighbour to get their car started, or uh, at least push, helping them to push it in my instance. Uh, I think that the, uh, the skills involved in getting the motor to, to work <laughs> might be beyond me, but I'm always happy to give a push. Um, or kneeling to tie up a child's shoelace, uh, doing what needs to be done. In the deeper sense, compassion is not only feeling the suffering of others, the suffering human that confronts us, uh, the person who is aggrieved uh, by us, for instance, uh, or the person who is panhandling uh, in James Street uh, and needs money to get home. Uh, is not other than our true face and our deepest nature. Compassion like this is unconditional. It's the outpouring of the way in our lives. It's the expression of our deepest nature. So realisation of uh, true nature is not some privileged and cut off place but it includes all of humanity, all of suffering humanity. When we act compassionately, we're released from our self-preoccupation. You know, who benefits from your compassion? Who benefits from your compassion? So Mole may have been seeking an account of compassion from his teacher, uh, maybe like this, uh, maybe to shift him uh, out of his own self-preoccupation. And get him in, in assisting the creatures of the forest to better their lives. And uh, this is a scene from the forest. Winter set in firmly and frequent snowstorms prevented the community from meeting. One day was unseasonably warm, however, and a few members gathered for a day of Zazen. In the question period, Al said, many folks aren't surviving the winter, and I think all of us are reminded that we won't be here long. I'm not sure what my question is, but... And his voice trailed off. Raven said, Maybe there isn't a question. Mole spoke up and said, I think there is. There's a lot of suffering in this forest. People are dying and leaving little ones with no one to care for them. People get sick, they get killed and eaten. How does this fit with the teaching of the Buddha? Raven said, he was concerned about the misery of suffering. Mole asked, is there suffering without misery? Raven said, yours, right now. Mole was silent. Al asked, 
So the teaching of the Buddha really was just grin and bear it. <laughs> Raven jumped up and down chanting, getting old, getting old, getting old. <laughs> this is the spirit of Raven. So, uh, <laughs> Mole asked, what is compassion? And Raven answers him, that's an inside story. Uh, an inside story is known only to those close in. You know, Did you know he's going out with her? An inside story is an intimate matter, uh, the innermost matter. Uh, I love it in Beethoven's sonatas where he uses, at the beginning of the slow moments, he will write, write something like, with um, innermost expression. Uh, it's very beautiful. And it raises a question, uh, was Beethoven enlightened? Was Beethoven enlightened? Ladam Was he? So the innermost matter, uh, what is it? Stars, moon, ocean are the innermost matter, are the innermost, innermost, innermost matter. With that's an inside story, Raven points to the vastness of who we truly are and presents it in the same breath. That's an inside story. Uh, presents the whole matter. Mole does this great response. He says, inside what? <laughs> Beautiful, innocent, uh, and it's such a great question. And he's unknowingly presenting the whole of the inside story too with that, um, uh, the innermost source. Uh, so what is the inside of this? What is the inside of this? If you think inside and you think outside, uh, you are completely uh, astray with regards to this. Raven responds to Mole's inside what with stars on your fur. Deeply acknowledging Mole and presenting the immensity of our true and timeless nature right there with just stars on your fur. What's that got to do with compassion? Raven's words are an intimate act of compassion. They are the radiant evocation of intimacy. 
Truly the stars are closer than your breathing. Truly the night moves on little feet or big feet depending. Sometimes a single word can do this, convey the vastness of true nature. And this is a story which involves uh, Mary and Glenn and myself. And uh, we've been teaching uh, Sashin in Dunedin and we were in Glenn's dojo that night. And we each agreed to do a short talk um, for the evening. I gave one on gratitude, which was warmed by the fact that I had mislaid my wallet several times that day and found it again. I have to have a pause there. I had mislaid my wallet several times that day and found it again. Each time I had it back in my hand, I'd mumble, thank you, universe. I continued, I'm sure there must be a better way to express that. And Mary chimed in, thank you. No need to worry about universe. Thank you. Just that. Thank you. Mole came to write this little story also, so exploring different stories from Raven here. Uh, Mole came to Raven privately and said, we haven't talked about death very much. I'm not concerned about where I will go, but watching so many family members die, I'm wondering what happens at the point of death. Raven sat silently for a while, then said, I give away my belongings. Back in 2010, I was in dialogue via email with Eken Roshi. Our exchange concerned the concluding lines of Dongshan's poem, The Song of the Precious Mirror, Samadhi, which we read this morning in chanting. And the lines concerned were, um, conceal your practice, function in secret, seem for all the world like a fool or an idiot. If you could only continue, it would be called the host within the host. This is very beautiful in the light of Mary's talk today because uh, while everyone is going wild and, uh, you know, is uh, pro you know, loudly voicing their opinions about Trump and the world and what will happen, um, when you're practising, conceal your practice, function in secret, seem for all the world like a fool or an idiot, uh, just sitting uh, and opening, uh, opening the ground so that all of the contradiction is held in your heart. Dongshan is so ironic at times. He's talking to his student, uh, Saoshan, who he's giving transmission to. So the poem of the Song of the Precious Mirror Samadhi is a transmission gift. And uh, his... Uh, Everything is edged. So he says, 
in terms of practice. If you could only continue, it would be called the host within the host, which is the fifth rank of Dongshan, the, the, where absolute and relative are so completely fused in your life, so completely fused, embodied, lived, that they are completely forgotten. So this very, very deep, but somehow strangely ordinary matter of you just as you sit there. Uh, so he's like, oh, if you could only continue, you might begin to realise some of this stuff. And so it's always very delicate and ironic and uh, angled. So I sent Ekinrashi a copy of the translation of the Song of the Precious Mirror Samadhi that Peter Wong uh, and myself had done. And uh, um, it's a marvellous poem. And it includes the five ranks of Dongshan. They're actually uh, threaded through the imagery of the poem. And it's often thought that these are the, the poem itself is the actual womb of the five ranks. I'll just touch, give you a black and white photograph. The poem is too long to do, but I thought I would just touch very briefly and give you a black and white photograph of, uh, the, uh, of the five ranks. So the, there are five perspectives on the Buddha's enlightenment, which is yours. Uh, the first perspective is, uh, I'm using relative and absolute because it's a bit more vivid. It's not quite accurate, but it's more vivid. The relative within the absolute, this is sometimes given the image of the light within the dark. Uh, this is you in the world um, in the first awakening to emptiness. Second rank, the absolute within the relative, the dark within the light. Uh, the world is in you. Night sky and oceans are within you. And yet, in the same breath, uh, you are unique. Uh, you are just who you are. So although you, you are indistinguishable uh, from the vastness, uh, you are also unique within this frame. Uh, the third is the, uh, the absolute. Uh, this is just the dark, uh, the empty universe, uh, no person, no thing. And what is very, very refined uh, here in this account is that even language itself is uh, utterly empty. So even the means to describe all that would separate you from that experience that the very words themselves are the vastness here. And this is the spirit of stars on your fur. Uh, fourth rank is just the relative, uh, just the light. Uh, this is you, uh, this, this uniqueness and uniqueness. Um, this is you as unique um, but your experience is completely backlit with the absolute, if you will. Hard to put this one into words briefly. Yeah. You know, in the Jewish tradition, there's a wonderful uh, little story 
it's uh, the Rabbi Susha, uh, 18th century, uh, uh, who says, on the day of reckoning, uh, I will not be asked why I was not Moses. Uh, I will be asked why I was not Susha. You just as you are. And the fifth of these perspectives, the absolute as the relative. It's not in the it's not absolute and relative, one inside the other. This one is the absolute as the relative. All of the experience, if you want to regard these perspectives as sequential, uh, embodied and finally forgotten. You live your life uh, with its joys and its sorrows, and there is no trace of training, there is no trace of emptiness, there is no trace of uh, any of uh, this um, farrago of abstract conceptions. What this is really about is not to be content with a small uh, opening, uh, not to be attached to it. Uh, what it does, what the five ranks do, is they open the aperture. They, they touch on the possibilities of deeper and deeper enlightenment and more extensive enlightenment. Uh, there's an ancient image of clearing the window. You have a little taste and you clear a little corner of the window and you can see a bit of blue sky. Okay. And then you persist in training. Uh, continue to sit sessions. Very slowly, the aperture opens uh, and you can see a little bit more blue sky and a little bit more and 30 years on you know <laughs> uh, maybe a little little more and so on and eventually the whole sky of course is there and then the final image in the in the traditions is you push out the window okay all training forgotten uh, all sense of attainment let go of it's really important it's really important that the count of the Dharma be comprehensive uh, and not limited uh, and limited to being pleasing and, uh, um, you know, look, it's not local anaesthetic, it's general anaesthetic. This is really important. Um, so, um, in... It's important. In the email that Ekin Rashi sent me, he said, I'll just read the last lines again. Conceal your practice, function in secret. Seem for all the world like a fool or an idiot. If you could only continue, it would be called the host within the host. And in Rashi's email, the last line, the host within the host, was actually missing. He said he liked our translations and, and, uh, and then he sent his own, and, which he also liked. He said, I also like my translation of this as well. And then 
how the last line about the host within the host was missing in his translation. Um, and the host within the host means the fifth rank, emptiness of emptiness, the dark within the dark. It's very profound. So it's irresistible, you know. I said, I wrote back to him, so I said, what is the host within the host, Roshi? And uh, he emailed back, I'll get back to you on that. See, same point, same point. Stars on your fur. I'll get back to you on that. And shortly after, I heard that he died within a day or two of that. His, I'll get back to you on that, was a perfect reply. Raven incarnate, uh, even without the obliterating follow-up. So where is he now? Where is he? <laughs>